The only thing better than grinding all night for your side hustle is your roommate picking you up with Mickey D's breakfast. The perfect pickup deal. There's a deal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, taste breakfast perfection when you get a warm and savory sausage McMuffin with egg for just $2.50. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. The been thinking about McDonald's all day. Can't get it off my mind. I can already taste it. Ooh, got my mind on my mouth and my mouth ready for some Mickey D's deal. There's a deal for every moment at McDonald's. Right now, get two of your favorites for just $3.50. Mix and match a classic McChicken, a hot and spicy McChicken, or a juicy McDouble. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. Single item at regular price. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I. Got it. Here in the corner, Luca. of the Mavs Fans for Life podcast. I'm your host, Nate Sanchez. Joining me, as always, is my co-host, Michael Terrazas. How are you doing on this Wednesday evening, Michael? Man, I'm doing all right. Um, Things have certainly cooled down uh, since the last time you and I spoke. It seemed like everything in Dallas was up in flames, but right now it's just... Seems like it's a ghost town. Not a lot of activity. Well, I guess it's not that surprising. We still got playoffs going on, so... Attention is all on that right now. Luca is living his best life unbothered right now, so that's how we should leave it. Um, so, I mean, as long as Luca is happy, I'm happy. Yeah, it's been a like you said, it was a wild whirlwind of a three or four days for the yep. Mavs, and we were right there with you with uh, emergency pods and all that fun stuff. Uh, and honestly, not a lot has changed since we last spoke with the Carlisle. Uh, when we did the emergency pod, when Carlisle resigned Um, in terms of the coaching and GM search, we don't really know a lot more. We know that, uh, that um, God late. I'm blanking Uh, Mosley. Good Lord. Mosley is the, the lead candidate uh, and he's and Jamal Mosley is probably going to be the next head coach of the Dallas Mavericks. Yep. Um, I think, and I, I think like the best, the pretty much the only way you could have any indication of who it's going to be is Vegas's odds of who it's going to be. And that, that's about the only thing we've heard. And Mosley's a big favorite. Um, mm-hmm. The next closest I th- want to say is Terry Stotts and Jason Kidd, I think. Oh, I uh, thought Becky, it was Becky Hammond. Becky Hammond was up there, but she, her odds have fallen a bunch because she's in the she's in the second stages of one or two other jobs. Um, just the, the whole thing's really weird because they're conducting all of this with, I mean, coaches are getting hired and picked up left and right. And, uh, they don't have a GM, you know, that I don't know. It's very, very confusing. Um, the only updates we do have on the coaching and GM search is, well, haven't heard anything on the coaching front at all. Um, we have heard some stuff on the GM front. Uh, there was a Mark Stein article that talked about, you know, I, everyone is banging the drum right away from Masai Ujiri, who, you know, who I would love to have. But I feel like we're getting to the point where we have to come to grips with the fact that Mark Cuban is almost going full Jerry Jones and just the the overbearing owner that wants that won't give up the reins. Um, because as we sit here presently in the Mark Stein article, it said that the Mavs are not pursuing like seasoned veteran options for to run the front office like Danny Ainge or Masai Ujiri because uh, they wouldn't they wouldn't give 
the Mavs can't offer the autonomy that those guys would want because Mark Cuban ultimately has the final say. And that's alarming to me, man. <laughs> that is really alarming to me because it's, it's, it's very, it reeks of Jerry Jones. If, if, and I, I for one can attest to uh, Jerry Jones on the, on that end. Yeah. The, the problem for Mark Cuban is, the Dallas Mavericks are not the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, the Dallas Cowboys are known all over the world and the Mavericks are known in the United States and Germany. I mean, that's, uh, I mean, and Slovenia. Yeah. So other than that, I mean, you're not, when people see your logo, they don't, it's not recognizable. Yeah. So for this, when it came, when it comes down to, Oh, excuse me. Um, Masai, I mean, I I still don't know how how to take this. I mean, this could have happened, in my opinion. I'm just throwing it out there. But Masai Ujiri is not entertaining any other job. He is Mm -hmm. full. He is confident that he's returning to the Raptors. They're just working out the details. And he, he told Mark Cuban, hey, man, I'm staying here. No, thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it came to Danny Ainge, I'm pretty sure he's retired. He's retiring from the NBA. That's why he stepped down from Boston. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know why he was put in the article. But other than that, man, um, speaking on Mark, man, I mean, look, Mark knows his basketball. He knows a lot about the game of basketball. But sometimes I question as busy of a man as he is, does he watch film? Does he dig into film and yeah and analytics and all that stuff like a like a scout would? A scout is literally they spend their night and day around film, around prospects, free agents, pro scouting, college scouting, whatever the case may be. Does Mark do that? Does he actually sit down and study the game, study these players who could fit around Luca, who could do certain types of things that you want for your team, or are you just seeing what you see on national television? That's that that's the biggest thing for me. Um, and it's kind of like what I thought of, and you mentioned him like Jerry Jones. He is probably the best businessman of all of sports uh, owners and sports general managers. But when it comes to, I mean. I for football. I mean, I th- I remember. I want to say he was a safety at Arkansas, and I I just don't know if he truly devotes himself to sitting down and watching film to de- yeah. to decide the best players. So that's where my where my thing is with Mark. If Mark was doing that, then hell, I would be fine with it. But I'm just kind of questioning. Where are you? Like you love the Mavericks. We know this. We love you. You have a love for this, but is it number one is it where is it at on your priority he has like a hundred other businesses that he's involved with and a tv show so when it comes to that i mean uh the fact that they brought in dirk they brought in other guys that haven't been mentioned he hired a search firm what 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 the hell are you searching for if you're not going to go after the obvious guy in Masai Ujiri or or just any external guys, because it, it's already sounding like they're just going to hire internally. Like, and why are there no interviews being conducted by now? Like what? It's 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 just been this has been such a weird, mysterious. I mean, we still don't know what the status we, of Haralabab is like. Dude, we still don't know the status of Bob Volgares. The the draft is right around the corner. Yeah, I, the I draft. Is, I, I, I mean, the Mavs don't have a. I no, guess no, no. Mavs don't have a pick, right? Because they get right. they traded the second round pick, and then the, the first round pick is to the Knicks. But I mean, so I guess that's not as big of a deal. But I mean, goodness, like what what are we doing here? Right, they're, they're wasting time, and it, it's it's frustrating because obviously this is an incredibly important off season. And I was listening to the ticket today, and uh, Jake Kemp, who uh, we're gonna work on trying to have on the show at some point. Uh, he he put it perfectly. He's, he said, you know, this is the most all-in decision, the most all-in Cubans ever going to have been um, because these decisions he makes 
are going to determine whether or not Luka Doncic is a Maverick in four or five years. It's as simple as that, right? It's really that simple. Um, And it's alarming the silence we've heard and it's alarming the noise that we've heard because this isn't stuff that you should be hearing about um, from a good organization. And we know the Mavericks are a good organization. They're a good organization for a long time, but on that same front, maybe we're just seeing that Dirk was the glue that held everything together. And, you know, that dysfunction, a lot of those Dirk covered a lot of those warts over those years in in terms of culture and how everything's run because, you know, Luca's not Dirk. You're not. You can't just expect him to be blindly loyal to you as you do a horrible job of putting talent around him. That's what Dirk was the last half of his career. He was blindly loyal mm-hmm. to the Mavs, and they did a. Ter- they wasted the back half of his career, and you know, Luca is not Dirk. I don't expect him to be Dirk. No one should expect him to be Dirk. And so there's very few of those guys that walk into the NBA. I mean, there's Tim only Duncan, one. There's only Kobe. One. Yeah, I those mean, guys are, those guys are singular. Yeah. And you can't count on that. And so they have to get this right. And the noise that we're hearing is fairly alarming. You know, I, I think you and I said last time we talked, you know, you're fully expecting, you know, elevate Finley, elevate Mosley. Right. A couple internal hires. Everyone's dream was kind of Ujiri and Mosley. But Mm -hmm. uh, I feel like we all kind of knew in the back of our minds deep down that that wasn't going to happen. Maybe from a Maasai angle, maybe he didn't want it. But also from Mm -hmm. a Cuban angle, you're right. Cuban isn't going to give up that power. You know, that's and that's all but confirmed in the Mark Stein article. So, you know, it's 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 frustrating for sure. And uh, the Mavs need to the Mavs need to figure it out and put some talent around them and put some talent around Luca and, you know, get some stability because this is the most in limbo the organization has been in about 20 years from a front office coaching and star uh, standpoint. You know, they're in yeah. complete limbo right now. I mean, here's the thing that I have with with this whole thing. From the beginning, I didn't understand bringing in the search firm. I'm not sure if I said that on the other prior two podcasts. I can't remember. But I just didn't understand it. Because what was your true choice? I mean, th- this is a quick turnaround in an offseason. you 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 got to have a, a, a plan in place already. I mean, you got Portland already conducting interviews on their head coach. They're they're in their second or third round of them already, and we don't have a GM yet. <laughs> we we don't even have a GM. I mean, can we just stop wasting time and just elevate Michael Finley? And here's the thing: we don't even know what Michael Finley's gonna be. Is yeah. he gonna be head of basketball ops or is he gonna be the GM? Which which one is it? I mean, I'm not. It sure. sounds like they're gonna do an external hire as well. So, but yeah, it's yeah, sounding yeah. like it's gonna be they're gonna elevate Finley, and then. Uh, bring in someone from the outside to be the GM or have some sort of. So the GM is higher. The the GM is higher than the president of basketball operations. Mm -hmm. I want to say, okay. So I would, I I would assume Michael Finley gets the GM. I I think president of basketball ops is higher. Okay. 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 So he would get, okay. So he would get president of basketball ops and then the GM. I I mean, Dude, this is all weird to me. You're bringing, you're, you're gonna strongly considering. Stop strongly considering and do it. You already know that's what you're gonna do. So, I mean, no, you're not fooling anybody. And the, 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 the weird thing is, you haven't heard a peep about any link to any other name any other, other than name, Michael Finley. Dude. There has not been a single other name thrown out there other than by Mavs fans saying Masai Ujiri. The only yeah. other name I've heard is Masai Ujiri. And that wasn't even like a rumor. The Mavs are talking. That was from Mavs fans. That was Mavs fans saying, "For the love of God, hire Masai Ujiri." And so I, I, I don't get it. It's it's confusing. Um, and they're in limbo. That's that's the only way to put it, man. They're in limbo, yeah. and they need to figure it out because the, this is. I, I've said it a few times already. This is alarming, man. It, it's something they need to figure out and figure out quickly because, you know, th- th- this is it. This is. This offseason, 
this and maybe next off season are two rolls of the dice that you need to nail. Otherwise, Luke is not going to be a Mav in five years. You know, it, yeah. it, it, it's that simple. Um, it's the first time that we've all had to consider the possibility of, yep. oh, shit, Luca isn't Dirk. You know, you, he's not going to be blindly loyal to you. So I, I, I think he'll sign the Supermax, but we've seen in the NBA being under oh, contract. Yeah. Being under contract doesn't mean anything, you know, that players force their way out all the time. So with all that said, I, I just think that uh, they need to get a move on in terms of just because I, I, God knows what Luca's thinking right now. And another point that I'd seen out there and heard is interesting. You know, Jamal Mosley's sitting there. He's sitting on his hands looking at Cuban. Like, so am I supposed to interview here? Like, are you going to make me the coach? Or am I supposed to go interview elsewhere? Cause he's been, he was going to be in the mix for some of these jobs and they're already starting to get filled up. And, you know, I, I, what does Jamal Mosley do? You know, they just need to, they, like I said, they need to get a move on because what is Jamal Mosley? Like, I mean, God forbid Jamal Mosley gets snapped up by somewhere else. Will you sit oh, and Jesus. fiddle around trying to find a, trying to find another GM? I, it's it's just, really going to be Jason Kidd season. Yeah. And I, I, I will not be okay if it's Jason Kidd. I just, I, I couldn't bear to do that. Um, <laughs> but they it, it's very confusing man i'm i'm almost and I, I almost never am but i'm almost at a loss for words right now at just the confusion right now we, we haven't heard a thing My, michael finley is the only name we've heard and yep. apparently there's a search firm working right now so i guess it's only been a week and it's going to take some time to get everything in place so i understand that completely but also at the same time I feel like by now Donnie got fired nine days ago and you know what? We still haven't heard a single other name. you like, usually you start to hear names within a day or two. Michael Finley's the only name that we've heard. And Hell, like an hour after the firing. That's yeah. That, yeah. What you hear. Yeah. I mean, it was literally like, like that immediate. And so we'll, we'll see what they end up doing, but so, man, I'm, I'm confused. Then- when it comes to that, when it comes to the Jamal Mosley thing, here's here's my thought process because, I mean, even Mark Cuban came out on Twitter and said we've been having meetings, Maverick meetings, and yeah. they've been productive. In my mind, man, I, I again, this is why I don't understand the purpose of a search firm. The reason why, and this is the only thing, it, I, I want to say that I trust my gut on this one. This is why we haven't heard anything. Because they're legitimately not discussing other names. I mean, we heard of what Jason Kidd, and I think there was another name out there. We Terry heard about. Stotts, Becky Hammond, Terry Stotts. Yeah, there, there's no other names. That's the bottom line, too. In my opinion, there's no the, other. The, names. the thing it is, Michael Finley or no one else. That yeah, and and that's the thing that's so weird about it is you're saying there's no other names. The only name, the only so like everyone's talking about Finley and Mosley, but. The only other names that you've heard, like like we said earlier, aren't coming from rumors or the Mavs or insiders. It's just coming from Mavs fans throwing out who they want. <laughs> like like the only names from reputable reports we've seen are Mosley and Finley, and it's yeah. almost to a point where it's like, what are we doing here? Just rip off the band, like whether you, whether I like it or not, rip off the bandaid and just do what we know you're gonna do and elevate Finley, make an external hire, and then hire. Jamal Mosley is the head coach because those names that Mark Stein has reported and everything, he's getting them from somewhere. And what Jamal Mosley, in my opinion, Jamal Mosley knows he's going to, in my opinion, I believe he's already been told he's going to be the next head coach. In my opinion. I mean, I mean, if he wasn't, then I truly believe he would already been taking interviews already. Yeah, but I believe already I haven't had anyone tell me this or anything. Not like I know anyone in the NBA world, but Jamal Mosley, in my opinion, has already been told he's going to be the next head coach. I, I agree. I agree. I, I I don't know how official of an agreement they have in place, but mm-hmm. man, they something's there. I it, yeah. it's been way too quiet on that front for it to make any sense. 
Yeah, I mean, the next couple of days to a week, man, I expect announcements on both fronts to be filled. I mean, just give Michael Finley, president of basketball ops, let him have a press conference. Hell, even in the middle of it, just say, oh, I also signed our new head coach, Jamal Mosley. Go figure. I mean, just do it. You got to – you. I mean, he's also got to determine what's going to happen with the college and pro scouting. Is he going to keep guys, the – athletic trainers you're talking about the whole thing give him time to actually do that stuff and whatever you're going to do with the external hire i don't even care what you do with the external hire as long as michael finley is the president of basketball ops i'm okay with but mark stop i mean sometimes i don't know is mark trying to be too much of a celebrity now like trying to hey all eyes on me as long as possible trying to you know just what's the name i'm looking for i'm just trying to run it out just just bleed it out as much as i can what, what are you doing man come on i mean just yeah. admit it all right so that's that's really all we have for you guys other than that i mean i still in the next couple of days or maybe in the next week i fully anticipate michael finley and jamal mosley being at the head of the table for for the mavericks yeah it's it's funny i feel like we're just keep talking about the same thing over and over because there really hasn't been anything else of substance to talk about um but yeah that that's the status of the front office and filling the two three most important positions in the organization um as far as you know more general stuff around the nba uh there has been talk on mavs twitter about different off-season options you know obviously there's not a lot going on we had the oh boy we had the kemba al horford trade which still i don't think necessarily takes the mavs out of the Kemba Walker sweepstakes, if you even want to call it that. Um, Cause it's not that that's a pretty awful contract. Yes. Um, that was interesting from a Mavs angle, just cause Al Horford would have been a nice addition to the team. Uh, Kemba Walker, you know, I guess that's still alive. I don't know about alive and well, cause I'm not, I wouldn't be the biggest fan of it, but it's alive. Um, and the latest name that Mavs Twitter has been I don't know about raving, but talking about is uh, Ben Simmons after his pitiful playoff performance. Um, At first, I was interested in the thought of Ben Simmons just because of he fits what Luka needs a little bit in terms of being able to be a playmaker and an off ball, like a secondary playmaker and be a good wing defender. Great wing defender, actually. Um, But the more I thought about it, the more I'm out on it for a couple reasons. Firstly, he's more expensive than KP. Secondly, his contract is longer than KP. He has another, he has an extra year left than KP does. And he's making a good bit more than KP is. Yep. Um, for that. And as Mark Cuban says on shark tank, for that reason, I'm out. Yeah. Oh man. I, I, I love the shark tank. Shout out uh, <laughs> the shark tank tidbit. Look, man, when you mentioned the Kemba thing, I honestly thought you were talking about Kemba, but then you mentioned Al Horford would have been a nice piece. So, yeah, I agree with you there. Uh, Kemba Walker has shown that he cannot play off ball. He's he, he's proven that already. And that was a question we had about him coming out of Charlotte. And then he ended up proving that in Boston. So I don't know who in the hell was talking about Kemba Walker in the first place, but you need to shut the hell up, whoever you were. And when it comes <laughs> to Al Horford, he would have been good, man. I mean, surprisingly he did have a really good year in okc defensively he was still you know passing the ball around getting rebounds playing defense block shots i would i would have welcomed it he's on a shorter contract as well so more money down the line but i I guess i'll say that when it comes to the sweepstakes now i guess you can say of kimball walker uh no if we're gonna take kimball walker we should receive two first round picks just for getting him that's 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 how bad i think the Kimball Walker situation is if we're going to take him, then you need to give us something. I mean, you, you got to, so that that's my opinion. But when it comes to Ben Simmons, I don't know. And I got much love, mad love for this account, but whoever runs the MFFL account, not our account, but the other one, just straight MFFL, my man, I need to have a serious talk with you. Woman, man, I don't know which one you are, but I need to have a serious talk with you. Yeah. You're very serious about Ben Simmons coming to Dallas. And you're talking about, oh, a bad month in June doesn't 
erase a three-time All-Star. It, it really does because the All-Star is a joke. It's kind of like the Pro Bowl. It's fan-decided. Majority of it is fan voting so philly that big fan base of course they're gonna get ben simmons in and hell hasn't he hasn't even been a starter too so here's here's my thing um you know we, we the regular season is a almost a completely different sport than the playoffs you know it, other sports like like uh hockey baseball football you know a lot of the playoffs or a lot of the regular season translates into playoffs. Playoff basketball is a completely different sport than regular season basketball. And Ben Simmons is proving to be a regular season player. Uh, he's been bad in almost all of his playoffs, playoff performances. Um, and what happens in the playoffs is coaches, you know, they work for matchups. And it's all about, are you playable in a playoff setting? And we saw that with the Mavs. A lot of the Mavs players were not, a lot of the Mavs role players that we loved all year were not playable in a playoff series. Maxi Kleba was, I know he was banged up and had the Achilles problem. So I gave him a little bit of slack on that, but Maxi Kleba was just about unplayable in the Clippers series. Jalen Brunson was just about unplayable in the Clippers series. Dwight Powell was playing the best basketball of the year and he oh, was yeah. unplayable in the Clippers series. Uh, and, and now you, you look at Ben Simmons and you're like, are, are you playable in a, in a playoff series in crunch time? no, because you are an atrocious free throw shooter. Like a 32%, I believe, is the worst since Shaq in a playoff series or maybe the entire playoffs. I can't remember how specific the stat was. But, I mean, he, he's borderline unplayable in the playoffs yes. as it presently stands unless he fixes his free throw shooting. So it, it just doesn't make sense to me. You know, again, I'll admit initially I was, I was like, Oh, like KP for Simmons straight up. Would either team say no to that? I, I threw out that question in my head a couple of times. I said and, no all the way. And you know, I, I, I think at that well on. So obviously the Ben Simmons, like from a fit perspective and how he'd fit a playoff series is, you know, that's its own thing that we just discussed, but then just from, from a financial angle, um, you know, it doesn't even makes even less sense because you'd be taking on an extra year. If if you swap, let's say KP for Ben Simmons straight up, you'd be taking on, I believe, I want to say another, another $7 million another, per year. Yeah, another, you'd be taking on another $7 million per year at an extra year. Instead of having three years at 33, $34 million a year for KP left on, the, on that deal, you would have four years left of 40 41 42 million of ben simmons and i oh. i'm sorry i'm not doing that uh and again no. i'm not gonna act like I, i've been out on it from the jump i at the very least considered it and at first i was like yeah i i think i'll do that but the more i've thought about it no i'm out on ben simmons i see it, it just doesn't make sense and you have to be playable in the playoffs and i don't think he is all i needed to do was just watch that series against atlanta and from the very beginning, I didn't even think it would become a question in Mavs uh, Twitter world. But people literally started asking the question, swap Ben and KP. That is the worst. That That is just basically another Seth for Jay Richardson trade. That's yeah. basically what you're going to get again. Uh, mm -hmm. I've never seen a dude as physically gifted as Ben Simmons is. He's one of the most athletic guards in the league i think only only behind russell westbrook that's how highly i think of his athleticism a lot of us are looking for ways to start our day feeling more joy and appreciation and while some of us write gratitude lists or do yoga others pour themselves a bowl of their favorite cereal honey nut cheerios because not only are honey nut cheerios delicious they can help lower cholesterol as part of a heart healthy diet so maybe the secret to a great mood all day is a little yoga then writing your gratitude list over a bowl of Honey Nut Cheerios. Learn more about a heart-healthy lifestyle at Cheerios.com. The been thinking about McDonald's all day. Can't get it off my mind. I can already taste it. Ooh, got my mind on my mouth and my mouth ready for some Mickey D's deal. 
There's a deal for every moment at McDonald's. Right now, get two of your favorites for just $3.50. Mix and match a classic McChicken, a hot and spicy McChicken, or a juicy McDouble. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. Single item at regular price. Only behind Russell Westbrook. And I think he's, yeah, I think he's probably the most athletic point guard in history. But the thing with Ben, I mean, we can clown, we clown some of these TV guys like Stephen A. Smith and the, we clown them a lot. When it comes to NFL, I could care less what he's saying when it, but when it comes to NBA, this is where he made his bones. This is where he made his name. This is where he made his career is in basketball. And earlier today, he said he received a text from someone inside the organization close to the situation and said, Ben Simmons gets babied. He doesn't work. I mean, yeah, that's the other part about Ben Simmons is every report, every whisper you hear is that from a locker room. And so we've already talked about financial perspective. No, uh, on the court perspective, no, and everything off the court is also a no because yeah. of the things you're. I I know what the, the Stephen A. Smith clip you're talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about, and you know with that clip, it was extra confusing because you think back to I don't know if you saw the quotes from the Sixers people, the Sixers after that game, yeah, after Game Seven. But I mean, even that was not indicative of you know really caring for Ben Simmons. Dude, uh, Joel Embiid threw him under the bus. Embiid completely threw him under the bus and said the game changed when we passed up an open shot, referring to when Ben Simmons uh, when Ben Simmons passed up a wide-open layup for no reason. I guess he was scared of the basketball hoop. I, I don't know. And then the other reason – and then the other one was uh, they asked Doc Rivers if he said mm-hmm. Ben Simmons can be the point guard of this team going forward, and he said, I don't know. And, you know – I have my own thoughts on how the Sixers handled that because I think that's very lame to throw your teammate under the bus, no matter how blame, how blameworthy he is. I think that's pretty lame to kind of throw him under the bus. Well, it doesn't uh, surprise me that it was doc rivers. He's yeah, that, that exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That, that, that doesn't really surprise me. Um, but I, I, I thought that was not a good look no. uh, to be throwing him under the bus minutes after, game one and doc didn't necessarily throw him under the bus but man he could have at least shown some sort of, of confidence yeah it's just even if you plan on getting him the hell out of town uh at we're gonna this put some extra work in we're gonna put some we're gonna yeah yeah you you, ju- you just say that you say can he be the best can, can he be the point guard of the future you say something like, like, yeah, yeah, we believe he can, and and uh, we're, we're going to work with him and get our team better. And you give the generic coach speak of talking about doing what's best for the team and getting the team better. You, you don't say, I don't know, because, like, obviously everyone knows that's the answer, but you're not supposed to say that. And for him to say that shows what they really think about Ben Simmons. And I just – I'm out on Ben Simmons to the Man. Mavs. I, I, and also, you want to surround Luka with shooters. Ben Simmons is quite literally the opposite of a shooter. Thank you. I mean, what guys, what are we talking about here? I mean, so what? He's a year younger than KP. I've already said on this show, I'm going to give KP the benefit of the doubt. If he is on the Mavericks roster come day one of the regular season, I am going to bank on him evolving his game, maturing a little bit, getting stronger, being healthier. I'm going to bank on that. This is still a guy who can average 25 and 12. Yep. Let's remember that. Ben Simmons averages six, eight, and eight. Like, what? And I'm supposed to pay $40 million for that. Ben Simmons is the most overrated star in the league, but damn, is he one of the best defenders in the league? Yeah. That, so, from a defensive perspective, I love him, but. Look, I, I got much love for our locked on guys at Locked On Mavericks, you know, Isaac and uh, Nick, I believe. I mean, but Isaac was talking about, man, I don't want him on defense. Just have him defend. No, man. No, I listened to that show. No, that no, I'm not bringing on 33 million just for you yeah. to defend. And that's just not going to happen. So no, uh, no, no, no. I'm still uh, believing in KP and I'll reiterate it again. If he's on the Mavericks roster come day one, I won't be mad. If he is traded during the off season, I won't be mad. So if the Mavericks want to get into this draft, I mean, hell KP for a first round pick. I mean, that 
that seems reasonable to me. So, yeah, when it comes I, to the I'd trades, be thrilled I mean, if you could get a first round pick for KP personally. But I anyway. think you still can. I think you still can. You could I probably just, talk some some poverty team into doing it, but I I just I I don't think so. Um, now I, the fact that people are throwing out the notion that Portland and Philly could do Ben Simmons for CJ McCollum, why would Portland do that? Well, what? <laughs> Now, well, on that note, I you know there has this isn't based off anything I've heard or seen, but I mean, but I mean when I've been looking around the league at you know potential, I guess this is the other thing we wanted to get into, and we already started to with Ben Simmons, but uh, potential targets. Uh, there's some free agent targets targets that we like and have talked about, um, but in terms of trading KP. If you're going to trade KP, you have to find a team that's willing to take him. And you have to find a team in order to get rid of KP, you're going to have to take another kind of tough contract back. That that's the nature of the beast. And when when I look around the league, Ben Simmons, I'm good. Kemba, I'm good. Al Horford, I'd be interested in, but I think I'd be good. Yeah. One person that there's been a lot of trade rumors about who you just mentioned, CJ McCollum, uh you know, that, that, that makes, that makes some sense to me. Um, yeah. DJ McCollum makes a little bit of sense to me because again, it's clear Portland's probably trying to trade him. Um, and he's, you, you would have to do something to make the money work. Uh, you know, I, I think that would be pretty easy considering, uh, CJ is, let me look at his contract. Uh, he just signed, he just signed a four year, let's see. He has three years, a hundred million dollars left on his. Con- okay, so never mind. I guess that that means that would basically be a salary for salary swap for KP. Yeah, I, I don't know that it would be a straight up swap. I think you might have to give a little bit to to make that work. Probably because I think CJ is probably a little more valuable than KP mm-hmm. is at this point. I don't know. Maybe I'm completely wrong on that. Um, but CJ McCollum is intriguing to me just because. He would be a very good second secondary ball handler to have ne- next to Luca, and he'd be another very good scorer to have next to Luca. And I think CJ McCollum is kind of what this team was missing. And I know that would be a pretty brutal defensive backcourt, CJ McCollum and Luca. But if you're able to surround them with with more defensive wings and a rim presence, someone like I don't know Rashawn Holmes or John oh, Collins. I don't, I don't know how great John Collins is defensively, but that's just another another name. Again, you have options to fill out the roster defensively around them, but CJ McCollum has been someone who I've been on for for ever since we kind of realized like something might have to happen with KP here. Uh, They're going to have to trade him of all of the rough contracts that are tradable with KP. That's the one where I've, where I could see and talk myself into if big, if you're able to build around them and make a couple and, and, just put good role players around them. You don't need superstars. You don't need superstars no. around the Luca. Luca took the Clippers with a fully full Kawhi Leonard, and the Clippers beat the Jazz without Kawhi Leonard. Luca almost by himself took a fully healthy, full strength Clippers team to the brink with a seven game series, and they absolutely should have won the series. Um, you know, we've discussed that at length, obviously, but. It, you don't need superstars around Luca. We're seeing Trey Young do this without other superstars. He has a really good cast around him, just full of good players. But we, we you, you don't need to surround Luca with superstars. Obviously, Giannis would have been great, but yeah, that's out the window. And you know, we're, we're seeing with with the Hawks. We're seeing that with Giannis. Does Giannis have a superstar next to him? I wouldn't call Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton superstars. They're very good players. Yeah. Luca just needs good players around him, man. I, I think it's that simple. Uh, and Luca's that special of a player where he doesn't need superstars. Look, I'm all aboard. Uh, I have the list in front of me. Just a couple of names. I would even, you know, I mentioned him last year. I'm not sure if you remember him, but I'd make a call about Malik Beasley in Minnesota. That's interesting. Yeah, I, 
I would revisit real, real that quick, conversation. Real quick. Are you are you in or out on CJ McCollum? It, I'm in all the way in. You would be in on CJ McCollum. Yes, okay. yes. Okay. I'm okay, all so the we're way on the same, in. We're on the same boat there. Okay. I'm all the way in, and I would find a way to keep KP. I want Miles Turner. I I want Miles Turner. I want to find a way. I think to, that would, would be a dream. That would be the dream. Is your two big acquisitions? If you're in, I think you would have to trade KP for either of those trades. But if you no, no, no. take CJ get... out of it, if you just go at, um, if oh, you okay, just go, okay, okay, you're not yeah. taking CJ and Miles Turner. You're no, saying, no, no, okay. no, 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 just one player. And if it's Miles, hell, I'll give you guys Dwight Powell and Maxi Kleba. That equals the money. And depending on if Indiana will take that, Maxi Kleba, I don't know if that would get it done. I, to... I bet, I bet Jalen Brunson would have to be involved for in a Miles Turner trade, which I think, I okay, would... so if that's going to happen. I would need to do Brunson and Kleba sign and trade. Brunson and Kleba for Turner. You I would need to do I something would, to make the money work, but Brunson and Powell for Turner. That's what I would do. I I, I think if you want to add Maxi in there, I think I gotta get a second round pick back. I think I, I just Maxi Kleba is very reliable from three when he's healthy. He, he's very reliable. So putting him with a guy like Demontis Sabonis and maybe a Malcolm Brogdon. Karis LeVert, those guys up there, I'm not even sure if they're going to be on the roster next year, but putting him around those guys will be much valuable. But uh, definitely, man, I, I I really like Miles Turner, man. And when it comes to Rich Juan Holmes, he's not a trade target. He's a free agent, literally. And it's almost impossible for Sacramento to keep him. So for Miles, man, I mean, he's very athletic. I think he's a, he's better on defense than Rich Juan. He can uh, push out to the three, knock down some three-pointers. Richwan Holmes, he can dominate inside. I, when I looked at his price, I've actually come around on Richwan Holmes, okay? I'm, a, I'm all in on Richwan Holmes, by the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. I've come around on him because when I looked at his highlights, all I saw were the offense. All I saw was him backing down guys inside, hooks, dunks, uh, free throws, all this stuff. But what I didn't look at is his impact on the defensive end. I didn't look at that at all. Then I just looked like an hour straight of defensive highlights. I'm like, oh, man, I'm sold. That the offense, reliable rim protecting, reliable inside presence on the inside offensively. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's worth 15, 16 million or maybe 17. It's going to take more than that to get yes. it. I, I, it's going to be north of 20 million a year for it, Rashawn Holmes. I'm, I'm out on John Collins. I'm, I mean, okay, that's what I was going to say. About. That that was my next question. Yes. If, if you had to choose between John Collins and Rashawn Holmes. I'm going Rashawn, Rashawn Holmes. I mean, jo- the money John Collins is about to get. I love me some John Collins. But we we are, man, the Collins NBA overpays these guys, man. Collins the is NBA gonna get overpays these dudes so much, and I'm not about to do that. I'm not. I love John Collins, but he is not the second guy that we need. He's just not. He's the third or the fourth guy on a really good team. He's about to get a big payday, but once that contract runs out, we're going to have a real understanding of who he really is, and now we're going to find a true spot for him. So, hey, he might win a championship this year. Who knows? But I would take Rashawn uh, Rashawn Holmes. I really like him. If there's any other centers, free agent wise, I have a list of them here. I mean, maybe Cody Zeller, Nerlens Noel, Enos Cantor. Hey, I I like Enos Cantor, man. He's a physical body inside. He's an emotional. He just leader. doesn't Enos Cantor doesn't fix what we need. No, I'm not talking about as a starter. I'm talking about as a depth. Yeah. Piece. They, um, they, here's here's my th- and another thought I just had is. My, I don't know how bold this is. My semi-bold prediction is that I don't think KP is going to get moved. We're talking about all these moves and stuff that, and some of these yeah. sound nice. I, I bet you they don't move KP just because they don't want to take the loss on it because his value is never going to be lower. And you know, maybe with a new coach, things work out next year. And I, I, I could see hiring Mosley and then just seeing how things go with KP. Um, I. I, I don't know what they'll do. Maybe maybe it could have like a Dirk Tyson Chandler effect if you bring in a guy like Rashawn Holmes to put next to KP um, to, to kind of cover for him inside. I don't know. Um, I just I, – I would not be shocked one bit if KP is still a Mav when we get ready for this season to start. Um, I could see them maybe dealing him at the deadline or something, but – 
man, I just, I, I'm, I'm pretty in the dark. I'm in the dark on what I think they're going to do, man. Mainly because we don't have a GM at the moment. And so there's no right. one out there generating rumors and talking around the league and stuff. So who knows, man, I I'm who knows? Well, when it comes to the centers, uh, after Richwan Holmes, it's pretty, per, pretty thin at the center position in free agency. Although the depth pieces are the depth pieces long. I mean, you got. Let me read them off for you, okay? Demarcus Cousins, Dwayne Deadman, who had a really good year in Miami, Andre Drummond, Hassan Whiteside, Dwight Howard, Javale McGee, Enos Cantor. Frank Kaminsky, Robin Lopez. I mean, you talk about the depth that we could bring someone in for depth rebounding. I really like this list. If you if you're going to make a move, I think you really got to look into moving Dwight Powell. $11 million, that's that's going to be a tough one to move. I, that that's going to be a tough one to move. That's why I think adding a guy like Jalen, man, I would love if they could possibly get Trey Burke in there, but that's not going to be a difference maker. Um, I really like the depth at the center position. Now, one guy that I really like that I want in Dallas, man, he's not going to be a starter, but one guy I really, really love is Tory Craig. I yeah, love he bring him off the bench. Awesome. Um, I mean, other guys, Lou Williams. Uh, Garrett Temple, who's a leader, uh, Danny Green. In my opinion, mm. man, if now I actually have a question for you if you could choose between two guys, I've already made my decision because I think one will be cheaper, but he's also, in my opinion, better. If you had to choose between two guys, Tim Hardaway Jr. or Norman Powell, I'm going Norman Powell. Oh yeah, well, not, dude. Norman Powell's not going to be cheaper, man. I Tim Hardaway, I so. and, Tim Hardaway and Powell, I bet are going to be in the same price point. I think Powell might get a little bit more because I Powell mean, might command a little more. The playoffs de- definitely upped Tim Hardaway Jr.'s price. Now, yes, I, I mean, this is just speculation. We won't know until the deal finally comes out. This is just speculation. But in my mind, I'm getting a guy who Tim Hardaway Jr averaged what 16 points this year but it was just an up and down i prefer a little bit more consistency consistency that's right and defense that's what norman powell brings and plus i'm not i'm not sure if we remember but in the bubble norman powell was on another level in the playoffs he was the toronto raptors closer and the dude, I, I have fallen in love with Norman Powell. So when we're talking, when, when we're talking about guards like in the restricted, I'm not entirely. When it comes to the restricted agents, I'm not entirely sure if I would jump in this market. I mean, Lonzo Ball. Now I, I want to give this guy credit here. He absolutely, absolutely turned himself into a different uh, playmaker definitely he has grown in so many areas through his shooting shooting form free throws defense he's gotten fit more physically got stronger added more muscle i really like what lonzo has lonzo ball has done with his career once his dad kind of got out of the way a little bit we all forgot about what he said lonzo's been able to form his own way in new orleans but I'm not sure if I'm going to pay that much for him. I'm, I'm just not. The money he's going to command, I think I'm hearing it's like 18, 19 million a year, something yeah, like that. I'm, I'm, no, I'm uh, good on that. I'm good on that. Um, THT, I mean, uh, I, I, I don't know. There's Isn't just like a lot 20? of meh. Yeah, a just lot like, of meh on the, in the restricted. Yeah. yeah. Lori Markinen, I hear, is in love with Dallas, but yeah, par- the yeah. injury issues, and I'm not sure how good he is defensively, the money he's gonna command. No, thank you. I mean, there's there's some good names, man, but in my opinion, we really have to establish, and you mentioned it earlier about this is all about the playoffs. And if Jalen Brunson showed 
that he's unplayable, we got to find a replacement. I I, yeah. I do like Jalen Brunson. I do. He's going to get a contract, 12, 13 million. He, he's going to get that. But, I mean, we, we got to find something that's more consistent, uh, facilitates a lot better, because that's what Luka needs. When he goes to the bench, Jalen Brunson can provide scoring, but when it comes to setting other guys up, I, I didn't he's, – he's okay, but I haven't seen improvement in that area. So when you're looking at other guards, point guards per se, I, I just have basically five here for you. Mike Conley, Kyle Lowry, Cameron Payne, Dennis Schroeder, TJ McConnell. Those yeah. are guys who are either starting or backing up. And Cameron Payne is about to get paid. I'll just say that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. 100%. Yeah, they, the, the those guys are all interesting because if you think about, you know, the potential of of each of them in their own right and how they fit with Luca, you know, Conley and Lowry are interesting short-term fits for Luca right now if you want to get, you know, if you want to go a little bit more all in on now on the here and now versus the future. Uh Lowry and and um Conley are very interesting who I'm I would be intrigued about. Um this this roster and seeing the Suns and the uh, God I'm blanking the Hawks succeed with just one superstar player and just a bunch of really good players around him made me realize that like fishing for superstars is such a risky gamble that you need to just put good players around your guy. Um, you, you look at the Suns; they're able to put you know, really good players around Booker and through free agency. And then another, I think it was Nick Angstat of Lockdown Mavs put it on Twitter. I could be wrong. It might've been someone else. Um, if you think about the difference between the Mavs and the Hawks, you know, the Hawks went all in and the Mavs kept their powder dry for Giannis. The Mavs rolled the dice on Giannis. He signed the Supermax that went out the window. Instead of doing that, instead of waiting on Giannis, the Hawks went and they are paying, uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich, um, Clint Capella, and uh, who is their Danilo other Gallinari. Danilo Gallinari? They're paying them about a combined 55 million. Which, you know, obviously, if you get Giannis, that's you'd rather have that, but no guarantees you could do that. So, it it's about I, I've realized that I, there's also, unless someone on the roster develops into a superstar, which isn't going to happen or they fall ass backwards into another superstar. It's going to be really difficult to get another established superstar around Luca simply because you don't have the assets to go acquire one. You don't have the assets to go get a disgruntled superstar. And so they're just going to have to put these good to solid to decent to really good players around Luca where just give him shooters, give him playmakers. Uh, again, CJ McCollum obviously makes a lot of sense for me, but in terms of just being able to put other playmakers around him, you know, that that's where like Conley, Lowry, uh, those, those types of guys make sense to me. Powell have, makes sense to me. Holmes, all those more. guys. I have one more guy. I can't even believe I didn't mention him, but I would be a hundred percent in on Spencer Dinwiddie. I, I would I, be very in on Dinwiddie. I yeah. didn't even mention him, and he already no, no health. I I would need to know, you know, that there's some red flags there with health, but I would be in on Dinwiddie. See, with the thing with ACLs, that was the most horrific injury you could go through. But now, younger guys, the medicine today, the training, the technology, guys are coming back from ACLs at a much better and faster rate than before. Achilles is the new just horrific injury now so Plus i name's kevin durant <laughs> right right uh, not everybody is that physically gifted but i would be all in on spencer dinwiddie a second creator he i think he is a creator a guy who can create his own shot that's i would have thing for me love that so that's the biggest actually thing for have, me, man going back to the trade market i saw this idea floated out there and basically the mavericks would be doing a salary dump and there's only one team that I thought of who could use 
a face of the franchise or just someone to try and build around. And I thought of OKC. They have a lot of money. Clearly, they had a lot of they have a lot of draft picks. And if you know they, uh, I can't remember. Was Sam Presti the guy that got Russell Westbrook, James Harden, Kevin yeah, Durant? Sam Presti's the OKC architect. Okay, so if he found those guys. You got like 16, 17 first-round picks. I'm sure you can find one or two out of those. Um, would you dump Kristaps Porzingis to OKC ju- for just – don't even ask for a pick. Just say, take this contract off our hands. That way, instead of having potentially, what, $35 million after Stein and Josh Richardson are out, now we have about $70 million. Yeah, it's – it's interesting. It's just, are you able to get OKC? Is OKC dumb enough to do that? That, that That's my biggest thing is. I wouldn't say I, dumb enough because they have I don't know the that, money. Go ahead. They, they go have ahead. the money. They have the money. We won't be asking for a pick. Hell, just give us. I'm not going to ask for Shea Gilgis. I'm not going to ask for Lou Dort. Well, they um, would probably want a pick. They they would, With these salary dumps, if you're, if you're going to take on the salary, you have to – like what does OKC get out of that deal? A uh, damaged goods KP on a bad contract. You would have to give them something. In the eyes of the public, yeah, damaged goods. But in my mind, I just don't want to think of him like that because I'm even saying I take him on the team next year. But Shea Gilgis, Lou Dort, you got two solid guys right there. Lou Dort is definitely taking off. And then you have you want Bokusevsky. to say if, if yeah. If Sam Presti sits there and says, "Well, I think I think KP still got it. If I added yeah. him to this team, I still have my picks. I won't have to reach into free agency to panic and say, "Oh man, I need to build something. I need to do my homework in the draft. Mm-hmm. I need to do I need, I need to spill my beans in there. That's what yeah. I got to do. I got Gilgis, I got Dort, I got KP. There you go. Your shot creators, your all, all that good stuff. Now, hell, just give us a second round pick." Because the money we're going to use, let's go grab a Kyle Lowry. Let's go grab a Rishwan Holmes. Hell, get solid guys this year, next year. Go after a LeBron James. Hey, man, you want to play with Luka Doncic? You're going to play with Dallas, okay? <laughs> Forget about L.A. God, I wish. You're going to come to <laughs> Dallas. I mean, you throw your fishing net into 2022. But all I know is that once day one comes, Kyle Lowry and Torrey Craig need to be Dallas Mavericks. Yeah, there's a lot of – they certainly have options to figure something out here, and I think they're going to be able to um, – I I think a worst-case scenario would be going all – just run it back with the same squad, bring KP back, throw a bunch of money at Hardaway. I love Tim Hardaway, but I don't want to throw a bunch of money at him. Either way, no. there's there's a lot of options, and uh, whoever the GM and President Basketball Ops is is going to have a lot of options, so – uh, we'll see what they end up doing. Um, as always, Michael, it was, it was great talking to you that this was fun. Uh, just kind of chopping it up about different options for the Mavs this off season. There's certainly a lot of them. We talked about a million names. Um, and we talked some about, you know, the coaching and GM search. Uh, we talked about it, but we also didn't talk about much because there wasn't a lot to talk yeah, about. No. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens there. Hopefully when we talk next, uh, when we talk next Wednesday, there will be some news on it. Um, and you know what? We're just going to have to see um, as far as the YouTube is concerned. The last two episodes, we've been trying to get it up on YouTube, but for some reason, the Zoom recording does it only shows like the speaker view. It's only it's not showing the right view we want to get up on the YouTube. So either way, w- once we get that figured out, I'm trying to figure it out. Once we do that, we're gonna get these up on YouTube, and we are looking at uh, working on trying to do the Spotify Green Room or uh, like Locker Room that you've been seeing a lot out there that other pages and podcasts have been doing. But either way, we're gonna keep bringing you guys content and try and get you through the off season and all the Mavs rumors and try and make sense of all of this insanity that's going on uh where can we get you on twitter michael you can get a you can get me at underdog sports four and yeah i know today's episode we were a little bit all over the place i mean i'm just <laughs> getting excited looking at this list i'm so excited there's so many options the kp salary dump really does intrigue me um but moving forward 
we're actually going to dive deeper into some of these players. We're going to stay consistent on a position group. And I mean, yeah, I, I was going up and down the freaking one through five <laughs> list. The, the yeah, whole, definitely, the whole, definitely. The whole so yeah, expect the, some more organization. Yeah, this was just this episode was just about updating, updating on the coaching GM search, and then just spitballing a million names. Uh, in the coming episodes, we're gonna talk about you know specifics with forwards, guards, um, get a little bit more in depth. Uh, this was just sort of a bird's eye view of the off season. Um, but yeah, again. As always, great talking to you, Michael. Um, like I said, we're going to keep bringing you guys content in uh, different ways. Shout out Lando. He's working on uh, a lot of different stuff uh, for us, trying to you know expand this podcast and expand the brand and expand the, the blog itself. Um, shout out Isaiah, still putting out good articles for the blog. And shout out to Josh Mazur, who uh, was just hired on as a – as another writer for us, he's going to do some written content and he's already helping us get set up with a lot of different stuff. So again, I'm throwing out all these names and all this stuff. All you need to know is we're working to keep bringing you guys great content. So with all that said, uh, we will talk to you guys next week, barring a, barring a Mavs bomb. Maybe there's a Mavs bomb. If there is, we'll do an emergency pod like we do with Carlisle. But if not, we will talk to you guys next week about some more specific free agents that the Mavs can bring in. A lot of us are looking for ways to start our day feeling more joy and appreciation. And while some of us write gratitude lists or do yoga, others pour themselves a bowl of their favorite cereal, Honey Nut Cheerios. Because not only are Honey Nut Cheerios delicious, they can help lower cholesterol as part of a heart-healthy diet. So maybe the secret to a great mood all day is a little yoga. Then writing your gratitude list over a bowl of Honey Nut Cheerios. Learn more about a heart-healthy lifestyle at Cheerios.com. Your AC works overtime all summer, so be sure to replace your old air filters with new Filtry air filters. They recommend updating HVAC filters at least every three months all year round. So order your Filtry air filters today at Filtry.com. Let's clear the air.